Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. And my name is Chris Moore. And with me today is Chris Moore, also known as Jarrell Carper. Hey, guys. Welcome. (laughs) So happy to have you. Uh, I'm a little rusty. You are. It's been a while. It's been a while. Glad to have you, though. Yeah. So you have just finished... Men's breakfast. Those are done. There's one more. Oh, there's yeah, one more. There's one more. Oh, I thought yeah. this morning was the last one. I'm glad you. Uh, also, that. this morning <laughs> it was yesterday morning. Oh Today's no, Wednesday, it's yeah. Wednesday. You would have known if you would have shown up, Chris. I would have. I don't believe in men or breakfast or breakfast. <laughs> hey, we had more bacon than eighty guys could possibly eat. So that was not the one I to just miss, felt- Chris. My eyes water a little bit at the beauty of it. <laughs> well, it was actually good bacon too. Like it wasn't. It was like thick and yeah, crunchy and yeah. I don't want. It, I don't want the crisp. Like it shatters when I. No. Yeah. No. You're like I just. I should eat a piece of charcoal. It's cheaper. Right. Yeah. Is it though? Charcoal's pretty. So. <laughs> so we uh, we get together twice a week to chew on God's word to chop it up for your benefit and hopefully leave you with something to chew on, to be encouraged by, convicted by, something to incorporate in your life, a practice that draws you into righteousness or into deeper worship of our King. So this week, Jarrell, what do you got for us? What are you chewing on? Yeah, we got some good stuff. We're going to keep it short and simple today. Um, Nothing too technical. Nobody's ever done that. Everyone who says they're going to keep it short. Well, you're killing my time right now. I'm sorry. We're a minute and 48 <laughs> seconds. No, it's okay. So I, um, man, I sometimes at the end of my day, um, I just want to turn my brain off. I tell that to my mm-hmm. wife a lot. I'm like, can I like, we've caught up, we've talked. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Can I just turn my brain off? And I've used my brain. I work with my brain, you know, a lot of people do. And um, I've been reflecting on just kind of the modern lifestyle and technologies that we have and if we were just zoom back in time before like electricity and a lot of the structures that we have and like comforts and ease Mm -hmm. um there would actually be well one you would work really hard probably but there'd also be a lot of downtime and um just time to sit out and look up under the stars (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. um people used to find their way with the stars so took took a while looking at the stars to figure out how they move. Right? I saw Moana. Yeah. I know how this works. <laughs> she knows. Um, and I find that myself, and maybe you listener relate, is I tend to, my work and my brain in like two camps, I'm either trying to be really productive mm-hmm. or I just full swing to like, please let me just check out. Yeah. Like, if my brain was like running a marathon, like it finished, it crossed the line, I made a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Gatorade? Yeah. <laughs> um, can I put on my slippers and just, tune out and so i think um i wonder if if you find your place you find yourself there and how that translates into our spiritual life like mm-hmm. if we have to be spiritually productive or if we just um we're so tired at the end of the day that there's no room for anything um that feels i mean it to me it seems like relating to jesus takes work sometimes and maybe mm-hmm. that's some of my downside is since it is my job it's hard to relate to jesus in a way that you know does it makes it feel like it's not my job? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go do a Bible study at 9 30 PM. I just got the kids down. I cleaned the kitchen. I like, I don't want to 
study. <laughs> yeah, you've had your nose um, in a book all day. But yeah, and I also don't feel like it's healthy to just turn on the office and just zone out. <laughs> um, or Parks and <laughs> Rec recently, easy. which is basically the office. Um, so there's, uh, historically, there's two uh, Christian um, disciplines or just things you can do in your life that are really simple that could help you find a space between being productive and being checked out mm-hmm. that might benefit your your walk with Jesus, your Bible knowledge, your soul, um, your life. And I wonder if, listener, if you could carve out, you know, five or 10 minutes in the morning, maybe 15, and then the same at night and implement these two practices. I wonder like three months, six months, a year from now, like where, where you'll be at. So, right. Um, the first is uh, I want to. I'll just call it a slow reading of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in a Christian tradition and even a church that takes handling God's word very seriously. We mm-hmm. want to we want to interpret it correctly, exegete it well, study the resources, study the language, use the right hermeneutical principles to draw out the meaning of the text, not import my own meaning. And so we're good at all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some something that we're not good at is meditating on God's word. Sure. Which if you are exegeting something like Psalm one, you would conclude is a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm from Lancaster and there's a lot of cows and there's like, this is like the classic pastor illustration, mm-hmm. but the, the cows chew on the cud, they regurgitate, they like chew it on and again. This is picture of God's word of like, if it's constantly on our brains, we're constantly chewing on it, meditating on it, ruminating on it. I'm allowing God's word not to just be an academic endeavor, but something that is, you know, like a slow boat ride, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which we had some coworkers just get back from Disneyland. And I joke that most Disney rides are just slow, bi- slow boat rides that are decorated. Agreed. Like yeah. um, some show. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a lot of money and a lot of weight for a slow boat ride. <laughs> Fake pirates sing to me. Well, what's interesting about that is that I almost wonder if that's a necessary piece of allowing scripture to be pushed down into your heart, because even the most uh, impactful uh, teachers, preachers, speakers have to like really masterfully craft this thing to land that punch. Mm -hmm. And they hope that you, you leave with that thing, but to leave with like the full depth of scripture, you really do need to just sit in it for a long period of time. Yeah. And you could maybe go too far, which I, I still think this is not our danger (laughs) Yeah, where you would be like, man, God really spoke to me in this text. And it says this, like, no, it doesn't say that. Right. You still (laughs) need. My assumption is that our people in general are not going to make that error Mm -hmm. that we're going to make the other error of being so technical that we never let it be an art or, or beautiful or let it sink in, you Mm -hmm. know? So, um, there's four steps to a slow reading of scripture. Um, so pick, pick a random, like what's a chapter of scripture that we would hypothetically, uh, well, we could do second uh, Peter. Did we do second Peter before? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just pick a Psalm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you open up your Bible, you go to a Psalm, you okay. know, it's already poetry. This is an easy one, but so the first thing you would do is read it, um, one, two or three times and you read it slowly. All right. Like maybe you, you might say it out loud one time. You might read it in your brain one time, but before you're not like, you're not applying your tools. You're not applying your brain too much. You're just slowly reading it mm-hmm. at a nice slow pace, maybe two or three times, four times. And so, um, that's it. 
Step one, <laughs> just slowly read it a few times. Um, the second, it would be meditate. And it's just allowing that text to connect to your life and ask the question, like, which, which piece of this text do I feel like particularly drawn to uh, at this time? You know, maybe it's like if it's Psalm 23, it's like something about the rod and the staff like comforting me. And if you have your exegesis, you're like, yeah, the rod is this, the staff is this. So somehow the Lord is my shepherd and he has a rod and a staff and mm-hmm. they're protecting me. And like, I just feel drawn to this and we're not, you know, we're not saying this is like God's spirit necessarily doing anything sure. crazy. It's just, so maybe something about that text is connecting to your, to your life. So you start chewing on that piece for a little bit and allowing your mind to like center on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second, the third piece is to just pray. And so you just start praying and maybe you're drawn to that rod and staff and you just start praying <laughs> the scripture and what comes to mind and allowing scripture to inspire your prayers um, and then at the end is do you contemplate and you just sit in silence mm-hmm. and you stop talking to God, you stop trying to solve it, but you just be. Mm-hmm. And so you're reading it multiple times. You're allowing yourself to be drawn to a particular part. You are praying through that particular part and then you're just being still. Yeah. And you're like, well, what did I accomplish? What did I solve? What did I? No, you just did it. You just, <laughs> you read slowly into the slow reading of scripture. Mm-hmm. There's different takes. Like you could probably adjust this if you want. Um, I've had people do this where you read it once each time as you go through this. Mm-hmm. You do this in a group. Um, and I think it confronts our desire to be productive and to like solve, you know, it's like scripture is just this algorithm that we solve yeah. and we we take the art, maybe the beauty out of it sometimes. Yeah, I was just talking to Lou about Sabbath before this. And that was one thing that we talked about was how the Sabbath has built into it, a, an ability to draw our eyes into how we are not uh, autonomous, that we are dependent on God by not being productive and not like grinding that seventh day of our week. Right. Then we're saying, okay, God, I rely on you. So in the same way, it sounds like you're saying, Okay, I've spent time. This is what I'm supposed to do. Was just be with you, be with your word, and that was it. Yeah, which is a strange concept sometimes, unless you're thinking like I just like being with my family or being with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I maybe maybe I've talked to you about this before, but I had a professor at undergrad, and he used this illustration about how we can do theology sometimes, and it's stuck with me, and I've I've always just come back to this where he's like he actually showed up on the slide, a picture of um, it. There's a fancy name for it, but people who have butterflies pinned to boards. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The bug people. Yeah. It's like, here's this piece of wood and there's like 60 different species of butterflies pinned to it. Mm -hmm. Their wings spread and maybe their names underneath. You're like, cool. Look at all those butterflies. And, um, and then he showed like this clip of like an actual real butterfly, like flying around. And it's like, you can study butterflies two ways. Like you can pin it down to a board and you've killed it mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can study its colors and its wings and you can look at it and you can do, you can like dissect it and systematize it and categorize it and study it, but you can't see it fly. Like you've yeah. lost the butterfly and it doesn't mean we don't need to pin them down sometimes to study them, but mm-hmm. it also means there's other ways to study them, which is 
watch it fly, see where it lands, see what it eats, just marvel at its beauty. Yeah. And I think we can do that with theology where it just becomes like we've just pinned a bunch of theology to a board and we've lost like the living word of God and Mm -hmm. the way that theology actually means something to real people in the real world. And I think that's where I particularly find beauty. Um, It's not to say we don't pin the butterflies. It's just to say, let's not only pin the butterflies. And so as much as you might have a Bible study method that's inductive and scientific and uses your brain, I also allow like and want us to have a Bible study reading method that is, um, allowing that truth to actually sink into mm-hmm. you and like find the places that it needs to be in your, in your heart. So, yeah, I think that's great. Um, that could be something you do in the morning. There, there you, you go. go. Uh, the thing you could do in the evening, um, is called examine. Um, this is a Christian practice from uh, over the, over the centuries. And I did a take on this for our men's breakfast and mm-hmm. it's paying attention to how God's moving in your life or those around you or your world or whatever. Um, particular relationships you need to pay attention to but um there's the more um you know formal formal piece to it so this would be like something you do at the end of your day it's Mm -hmm. you could basically just say like thinking remembering your day well with jesus yeah (laughs) your boyfriend no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and so uh the first is just to like find a place where you can be still and just pay attention to god's presence in your life um that he's with you that he's near that he's working um, maybe just turn turn off the noise, turn off the distractions, and just like be still for a little bit. Um, the second piece is to review your day with a posture of gratitude. So like think back, like I woke up, I went here. Man, I'm grateful I have a car. You know, I got some mm-hmm. coffee. I have a job, you know? That's not a bad working environment. I got a free lunch or something, you know? Yeah. And just think back through your day with a posture of gratitude, which can be difficult. I think it's easy to just complain. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do with, my son Logan before bed is we actually like have a pretty, he doesn't know it, but I'm pretty intentional with like our bedtime (laughs) routine. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things we do is we pray the Lord's prayer every night, which is cool. Um, But then another thing I do is I always ask him about his day. Like, what did you do? What, what was your favorite part? Remember when we did this and Mm -hmm. wasn't that fun and just try to instill in him like, Oh, we're at the end of the day. Let's think back. I don't know if it's doing anything. He's three. So he's probably like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like suddenly forgets even if we review yeah valuable time for sure yeah it's just fun and sometimes i don't always know what he did if i was at work and stuff so it's helpful for me um and then so you review the day with gratitude and then you move into a time of um consolation and desolation and so that would be consolation is times that you felt fully alive and Mm -hmm. joyful and happy like man that moment where i my friend gave me a hug and i just that was like the moment of my day that was like the peak yeah um, and then the desolation is like, when did you feel defeated or frustrated or worn out? Like, where were some of those places? And just pay attention to that. Um, then you uh, pray through a chosen desolation. So maybe there was like something that made you particularly discouraged. Your boss came in and chewed you out, which doesn't happen around here. You're <laughs> like, man, I just felt insecure. I felt like a failure. And just pray through that. Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening in you? Where's your sense of security? Or where's your identity? What do you need? from Jesus or what does Jesus need from you or the world? And, um, and then last is you look for hope. Uh, you look at tomorrow with like a hopeful lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just like the power of positive thinking. Um, all we're doing is we're paying attention to how God has worked in our life through the day, what we felt. And then one of the reasons I did this with the men is cause I think we, 
are not good at this as men and certainly <laughs> introspecting and reflecting. Yeah. And I was in some, some of those groups and it was baffling to me. Like, like the first question is like, pay attention to like an emotion that God might be inviting you, whatever, to, however I framed it up. And they're like, I don't even know what to think about this question. Like, mm-hmm. You can't name an emotion. <laughs> yeah. And like, what might God be speaking to you through that? Anyways. Um, so, you know, so yeah, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And part of me doing this podcast is like, I need to do this and I'm the one doing the podcast. And so I get it. But um, I think that we're busy and we're exhausted. And so we numb out. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I think that's part of our culture. Netflix is a huge thing. Yeah. And so um, what if in the morning, instead of scrolling Instagram, you did a little slow reading of scripture and the evening, instead of zoning out, you did a little examine and if you did that day after day, like an exercise, mm-hmm. you know, what type of muscles would you grow? What type of um, fat would you trim? Yeah. And what type of Christian would you form into if these are regular parts of your life? Yeah. And I think to examine what it's costing you not to do these things, you know, consider. Yeah. You're going to burn out. <laughs> you're yeah. Gonna fry yourself. <laughs> right. There's a reason you're coming home and you're racing to bed or you're, you're burning the candle at both ends you know, sitting with your eyes glazed over only to hit the pillow, you know, at two in the morning. So the, the symptoms we experience, that's pretty commonplace in our culture, I think could suffer a pretty massive blow from practices like this. That would be really helpful disciplines that pull us away from that, which is obviously not working and not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could, and these are two, um, I was talking to Lou the other day about, you know, what we each personally need in our spiritual lives. And um, he started some things and I haven't because I'm not a good Christian, but I want to. But um, you you might want to end the day with just like one page of journaling. You might want to end the pay, end the day with trying to memorize one next verse of scripture in the mm-hmm. psalm or whatever. And so maybe if these aren't for you, that's okay. But how could you claim like the morning and the evening in a little pocket for, yeah, for Jesus and what you're not doing and what you are doing, you know, cause it's easy just to the phone, man. <laughs> yeah. The phone will suck you in. Yep. And I would challenge you. Me or the listener. The listener. You. Yeah. Not you. Don't challenge me. No. <laughs> <laughs> that it, if something like this seems foreign to you or uncomfortable or res, you feel resistance rise up, if you don't have something else to do, just do it then. Like try it, try it. Yeah. Like the, what's the worst that's going to happen? Um, if you find that you really enjoy scripture memorization, that's great too. But if you, if you're like, yeah, that's not really my thing, <laughs> but then you do nothing with your life, then just do it. Just try something to get yourself moving in a direction. Yeah. Yeah. You're always rusty. The first times, like I had been running for a while. I haven't, I'm going to get back into it, but I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Cause the first like two or three months of, running is just like getting back in shape and every step is painful. You lose the motivation, but then your body starts to want it. It starts to feel good. It starts to be enjoyable. So if you can like press through that first phase of learning a new rut, then it starts to get a lot easier. Totally. There's a lot of secular books on habits and stuff if you want to read them, but I don't read them. I already know what they say. (laughs) (laughs) I like the spark notes versions of those. Just do it and it'll get better. Yeah. It'll get easier. There you go. Take that, Seth Go- Godin, Gobin. Go- I don't know. Anyways. Just like smoking cigarettes, you know? It's tough at first, and then... Smoking them? Yeah, smoking. 
Well, Jarrell, that's uh, a joke, everyone. I don't know. <laughs> None of you are listening, anyways. Um, I think that's great. I think it challenges our status quo of our lives in a really healthy way. You know, it's easy for us to to go with the flow of our culture. So I appreciate you sharing that, and it draws our eyes upward, which is always something that we need a constant reminder of. So do it, do it. Thanks, right. Chris. Thanks, Jarrell. Listener, thank you. Yeah. For getting this far. Uh, if you are still listening, come talk to me and I'll give you a gold star or something. Just say, ten I heard Jesus when you said points. that. Yeah, 10 Jesus points. I'll put the credits right into your account. Right in heaven. All right, guys. We will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.